Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Oh, I didn't know it. Um, Was I I'll supposed get, to sing? I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Perfect. Okay, you got. You saw exactly the resolution to the melody that I was going for there. That was great. That's yeah. going to be the new intro. I think. No. I don't think so. Um, Sydney, I'm so excited to be back here with you. Although I wish contextually, um, I just can't believe we're back here. I can't believe we got a new thing. I, I just can't believe there's a new thing, Sid. Before well, you before you talk, before you say it's not anything, a new thing. Before you say anything about monkeypox, can I just ask can I just ask something to mm-hmm. Gaia? Or the universe, <laughs> okay. or Jesus Christ, could we not? Just could we not? I saw monkeypox, and they're like second case confirmed. All the all the um, I feel like the terminology that 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 has become so loaded, you know, cases and confirmed cases and all that stuff. But it this, but it's not about COVID. It's about monkeypox. So here's the thing: I'm asking. Everybody and everything and the all the multiverse. Could we not? Could we just not do this one? Could we it's, not do this one? Well, okay. First of all, monkeypox isn't new. This isn't a novel virus. Then why is Alexa on my back about it? Well, every I mean, morning. It's hey, existence. Jamie, did you hear the news about monkeypox? Stop it. Well, it's existence in the multiple countries that we are seeing outbreaks. Well, I, sh- I, don't, I shouldn't even say outbreaks, cases. And that is that is new. It is in countries it has not previously been. Yes. But it's the existence of monkeypox isn't new, I should say. I think it's important to say that, and I'll talk about it more, but there are people who have been dealing with monkeypox for quite a while. They just don't live here. So... We didn't pay as much attention to it. Very classic, classic, classic America. And I'll be honest, Mm -hmm. classic me. Um, (laughs) So I am, and now it is a big deal because I've been alerted to it, as I think a lot of people can relate to. Now, here's what I'm going to say. I don't know what your research is on this. I don't know how you're going to contextualize this, but I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm going to be ringing the alarm bells for the entire episode because, hear me out. Because <laughs> we co- didn't. <laughs> we did it with COVID and we had egg on our face. I feel like this time we go hard on the alarm bells, really freaking people out. If it doesn't turn into a bad thing, 
everyone's relieved. No one gets mad at that person. Who they get mad at is the person who's like, I think by Easter, the churches will be filled with people again. Wouldn't that be lovely? Because you look like an idiot. So I just say I'm going to go hard monkeypox. It's a very bad thing, and it's extremely bad. Well, I don't think we should alarm people on. That's ship sale. I'm gonna but but you're right in the sense that it's interesting to see as stories of this have have been reported. One of the major themes are are like reporters asking government officials in multiple countries, will there be nationwide quarantines and or like lockdowns or shutdowns? Like is that and and it's it's so weird to think. Can you imagine asking that question in 2019? Can you imagine talking about, you know, a rare virus that has occurred in, you know, not a huge number of people in a few parts of the world? Can you imagine a reporter at a press conference asking, will we have a nationwide shutdown in response to this in 2019? Mm. No, but we're all very good at it. I know. Well, it's interesting because you can immediately see that knee jerk that – that COVID has sort of done to us. Yes. Um, so I understand. I understand and nature may not, and maybe, maybe think, that's a good, a positive repercussion of it is that it's something we're a little bit more plugged into, which is a fun way of saying freaked out about. The interconnectedness of the world and all the people in it is something that I hope we are all much more uh, tuned into and how are our actions or inactions, you know, greatly influence not yes. just those immediately around us, but everyone. Yes. And in a positive way, how making uh, good decisions for yourself and those immediately around you can can have a ripple effect, um, a positive one. So anyway, uh, let's talk about monkeypox. It's a pox virus. Makes sense. Doesn't Orthopox virus genus. Yep. It's in there with uh, good old smallpox. Good old smallpox, she says. <laughs> Which bad? it's bad. Smallpox bad is bad. Bad old smallpox. Smallpox is much worse than monkeypox. Okay. That I can say definitively. There is not a smallpox outbreak. That's good. As far as we know, hey, smallpox maybe, exists only in a couple labs. Maybe we in should start somewhere. doing episodes about the things that aren't happening. That would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? We don't have a smallpox vaccine. We seem to have polio pretty well licked. Like, that would be nice. Let's do that. This would be some good apps. Polio is licked in some places. There's uh, so this is a pox virus along with smallpox and cowpox, which we have talked about extensively on the show. The history of smallpox and cowpox and their relationship to vaccines. Um, we have known about this pox, monkeypox, since 1958. There were some outbreaks of a strange illness among. There were two groups of uh, monkeys that were in like captivity, and they saw this spreading throughout these monkeys. Um, they called it monkeypox because you know they found it in monkeys, uh, that's actually not the, like, reservoir of monkeypox. Meaning? The the animal that carries it around. They get it, but a rodent probably carries it. It always, my <laughs> deep-seated fear of rodents, it always pays off. It's always on the money. I, my mm-hmm. gut is always right. You're right to stay away. For rodents. Um, the person who identified it was Preben von Magnus, was the the um, Danish virologist. It's a good name. Yeah, it is a, it's it a is good, good name. name. Um, he, he researched the polio vaccine, the flu, um, and also, of course, he was the first one to, like, confirm this is, uh, is monkeypox. They were actually a crab-eating macaque 
monkeys, in case you're curious. I was. Um, yeah. And so that that was when we, we figured out monkeypox in 1958. Like, hey, this is a thing. Monkeys get it. It looks like smallpox. It looks like cowpox. It looks like all the poxes. It's in there with the other poxes. We get it. And then in 1970, we diagnosed a case in a human. So that's when we figured out, like, uh-oh, uh-oh, like cowpox, it can get, we can get cowpox, us humans. Uh, and so um, this was actually during the, this would have been during the era of, like, smallpox elimination. Remember mm. as we were? Trying to wipe Remember when we eradicated a virus? That was cool. Remember when we could. Remember when we worked together as a planet? Yeah. To rid the, rid like humanity of a deadly scourge? <laughs> Think I kind of thought, I, you know what? It's sad, but I did think that COVID would like wrap. I thought it would heal us in, in a sense, in a way. I never, I didn't predict it would be yet another dividing line. I really did think that there would be a sort of like you saw after September 11th, like a sort of like, well, what have we been doing? Like, let's try to work it well, out. Well, I wouldn't say that was everyone's experience after September 11th. Certainly Justin. not, but there was a healing. We call them freedom fries, uh, remember? Yeah. Remember? Remember there's like a we good, also we there's also, a week there we when the mission was accomplished. We also took advantage and, of that to to use the government. Yeah, 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 later. That was to saying, like, there was a good week In an unprecedented <laughs> manner, invade the privacy um, of citizens and there was a week detain there. You all remember? People we all stood on the steps. Based on perhaps their skin color or nation yeah, of origin yeah. or ethnicity or the yeah. language they speak or yeah, the religious practices. But when I was in follow. college. Do you remember that part? I was in college, so at the time it seemed to me that the nation right. was healing. Right. Of course. I'm sorry. Of course. I'm sorry. Um, You're anyway. Right, since then, okay, so they so they found a case in a human in 1970 when they were working on the smallpox program, and they found a case of monkeypox. Uh, and since then, most of the cases have been in certain African countries, mm-hmm. either in the Democratic Republic of Congo, there have been some in Cameroon, in the Central African Republic, um, Gabon, Nigeria. So d- sort of like we know where monkey pa- monkeypox cases have been occurring. Occasionally you would see like a travel-related case outside of these countries, but it was very, very clearly like someone came from one of those places where they, they got monkeypox there, mm-hmm. but we diagnosed it somewhere else. So it was, it was pretty clear where sort of the reservoir, like what, like I said, it was probably some sort of rodent. Um, there's a couple different rodents that can get it. Uh, and then it would pass from them to like a non-human primate or to a human. And there you go, monkeypox. The symptoms, so that you know what we're talking about, uh, that, so first of all, they show up within a week or two from exposure, but it can be up to three weeks. That's always tricky, as we've learned, Ooh. for like contact tracing, yeah. right? Because you got a large period of time. Um, and you're not going to identify somebody who's sick immediately. Mm. And the initial symptoms are pretty nonspecific. You get a fever. You get some chills, a headache, some muscle aches, some fatigue, um, probably some swollen lymph nodes. That's a pretty distinct thing that you could notice. But it, generally, you're probably just going to think like you got the flu or something until a few days after those initial symptoms when the rash starts. The rash, and if you look up um, pictures of a monkeypox rash, it looks very similar to if you've ever seen historical pictures of a smallpox rash. It starts on the face, typically. It can spread. 
It's more on the extremities in the face than it is on the central part of the body, and it has a very predictable evolution of the lesions. It goes from macule to papule to vesicle to pustule to scab, Mm. which is something I memorized a long time ago in medical school and have never forgotten. And it can't appear on the palms and soles, which is – that's a unique feature to some rashes that can help you distinguish it from other rashes. Are you looking at pictures? I should have – I shouldn't have done this. So it starts with like a flat – that's a macule, something like a flat lesion that you can see but not really feel. It goes to a papule, so a raised lesion. A vesicle is when it's filled with fluid, like a clear fluid. A pustule is when it's filled with like a uh, an opaque. Pus. 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 Yeah, purulent fluid. And then it usually will umbilicate, meaning there's like a little dot in the top of it. You can see that on some of them, and it's kind of firm, and then that will scab and crust over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once the scabs fall off, that's when you're no longer contagious, but also it can scar. Oh, Much okay. like smallpox, you know, famously was known to do to scar people, um, these can as well. They don't – not every single one, but they can. And uh, it's typically pretty painful. The rash itself, it will become itchy towards the scab phase, but it it can be painful initially. Mm -hmm. Um, It lasts two to four weeks. Um, Historically, depending on which, there's two clades of the virus. There's another classification, basically. and Clade? A clade. Okay. And one clade is known to be a little more severe, a little more transmissible than the other. Um, But it can be up to 10% fatal, so it's big, big number. Now, of course, this also depends a lot on how quickly you identify it and what other complicating factors for that patient themselves and what supportive um, sort of like medical interventions you have, what resources you have in the area. There's some countries in that list that where medical resources are a little more thin, right? Exactly. Which which probably plays into that, right? Precisely. So is that is that number related to the virus itself or is it related to a lack of resources? It depends. Um, it's passed by large respiratory droplets. This is different than COVID. Gosh, I feel like for, su- for such a long time we're going to be comparing everything we talk about to COVID, um, which we don't normally do. Like we didn't do that previously, right? It wasn't like every time we talked about a virus or bacteria, we naturally compared it to one sing- single thing. Um because it's this is so unlike COVID. It's so far from COVID, but we're going to compare it because it's on our minds. Uh, it is passed by large respiratory droplets. So unlike COVID, which we knew eventually you could get from just being in the same room with someone, um, with uh, monkeypox, it really requires some prolonged, like face to face contact okay. for transmission. Okay. I mean, it, either that or like some bodily fluids. Um, or like this virus can actually live on surfaces longer than COVID. Like mm-hmm. it actually, you know, we, that was one of our concerns initially, right? Like, like why we wiped down all of our groceries and stuff in the beginning of the pandemic right, yeah, yeah. with smallpox or with monkeypox, with pox viruses, but with monkeypox in this case, if you sleep in a bed and you've got some of these lesions, some of that material can get into the bedding and then somebody else sleeping in that bed can be inhaling some of that. I mean, you can pass it that way. Okay. So it can live on surfaces longer. And so like contaminated bedding is a way that you could pass this, which wouldn't be true for COVID. Um, With animal to human transmission, which obviously occurs, scratches or bites, or if you're eating meat from one of these animals and it isn't prepared properly, that kind of thing, those could all be ways. Um, that it can be, that you can get it. But again, 
all of this is harder to get. Like, it's harder to get monkeypox, much, much harder than it is to get COVID. Okay. Um, That's good. You can pass it human to human, but not as easily by any stretch as other viruses like COVID. There is no specific treatment at this time for monkeypox. A lot of it would be supportive. And I should say most people are going to have a self-limited course. They're going to get sick. They're going to get better. That's it. Right. Okay. For most people, they won't require a lot of medical intervention or support during that time period. Um, Some are going to have more severe disease. It could be because they have an underlying illness or immunocompromised, that kind of reason. There are some things that we've used in these cases, like uh, medications that were developed for smallpox hmm. can work for monkeypox to an extent. They're not specifically for monkeypox, but you can use them. Um, and again, a lot of supportive medical care can help to prevent this from being a fatal illness for the majority of patients. Um, there is a vaccine. Oh. Interesting, right? Yeah. That's why this isn't novel. There is a vaccine. Uh, It is a vaccine that is probably around 85% effective. We haven't had these large-scale outbreaks of monkeypox, right? Right. But um, it's a smallpox vaccine. It's a vaccinia virus, which is what we use for the smallpox vaccine. It's all in the same— Is is vaccinia the same root? Do you know? It was called the vaccinia virus because it was used for vaccines. Oh, okay. Yeah. So—or well—or vaccine came from the vaccinia virus, I should say. Okay. Vaccine virus. Reverse you. that. I said that wrong. Vaccine is named for the vaccine virus. Got it. Yes. So anyway, um, they're all in that same orthopox virus genus, all in there together, and uh, you can use the same vaccine to protect you against both. Oh, okay. But um, most of us certainly haven't gotten the smallpox vaccine. Some people have, depending on how what your age is. You know. Some people were vaccinated as children. Um, we wouldn't have gotten that. And um, and it's important to know that, like, unlike, unlike the COVID vaccine, which is incredibly safe and effective, the smallpox vaccine, which can be extremely effective, certainly is, does have some risks for some people. Okay. Um, and, and this monkeypox vaccine in or it in deciding like the the reason we don't just vaccinate everybody right why why don't we just keep doing this if we have a vaccine and a virus exists let's just give everybody that too well one of the reasons you might not decide to do that other than like it's not very common there would be are there any risks to the vaccine and in this case um there are some risks to the vaccine. They're extremely rare, but there are some pretty serious things that can happen in specific patients. And so it's a conversation, right? Um, now, if you've been exposed to monkeypox, it's not as much of a conversation. Um, if you've been directly exposed to someone with monkeypox, you probably should. There's a time, uh, like there's a window in which you can still get the vaccine. You're kidding, really? Yeah. That's unlike so COVID, which you need to be vaccinated before you're exposed. With monkeypox, you can actually get vaccinated after you've been exposed and it is effective wow. and protective. Yes, um, because it has such a long incubation period, there's a window there. Hmm. Um, also, just because of the nature of this vaccine, it's a live attenuated virus vaccine. Ah, so, um, yes. So this, but this is really helpful when trying to stop the spread and prevent illness and death um, that you have that window. And that's you. Some some other vaccines work that way, but that's a pretty that's a pretty helpful, unique thing. That's why we can give somebody a tetanus shot after they maybe have been exposed to tetanus, right? Oh, right. Okay. You step on a rusty nail. We tell you you need a tetanus shot. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It still works, even though perhaps you've already been exposed. Hmm. This isn't the first time we've seen monkeypox in the U.S. Okay. And I want to tell you about a time that we did before and how that worked out. But before I do that, I do have to take you to the billing department. Uh, let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got at two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, Yeah, completely. Our our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. 
and almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Keisha. Man, she's always this bossy. Uh, <laughs> hi. I'm Lori Kilbarton. Uh, we're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total with <laughs> both of us, but we look amazing. And, uh, working out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called The Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make <laughs> one complete woman. Is that just what that one's going to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh, my God, every episode. It's a good job. Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays, only on Maximum Fun. All right, Sydney, as I understand it, we have battled this uh, the monkey. Now, is it? Is, have there been cases in the U.S. of monkeypox? Yes. This so okay, uh, the the first major, I mean, the first cases that we really saw outside of Africa were in the U.S. Like certainly the first outbreak in two thousand three. Um, basically, all around the same time, we saw people in multiple different states. Um, actually, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Missouri, and Ohio and Wisconsin. Wow. People in all these areas got sick around the same time. Um, and again, like when you start with those initial symptoms for the first couple days, most people probably wouldn't even go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Or if they did, your doctor certainly wouldn't be thinking monkeypox. But then the rash. And the rash is so distinctive that that pretty quickly clued people in, especially health departments in these states, that, uh-oh, something, something is going on. So what they were able to do fairly quickly is figure out – that um, And there would be 47 people in all, by the way, who got sick, that all of these people had come in contact recently with prairie dogs. Another rodent pops its head up, if you will, uh, on, on Sawbones and is uh, the villain yet again. Prairie dogs, carriers of plague and pox viruses. Yep. Uh, what was discovered was that there was a shipment of 800 animals sent from Ghana to Texas, mostly, like, small mammals. And they included a number of rodents. Um, some of these, like, one of them is called the giant pouched rat. I have to imagine you don't ever want to look at that. Like, you probably shouldn't. Sorry, what is it called? Giant pouched. Well, now that you like, said it. has a pouch pouched. Pouched? Oh, no, rat. for carrying more smaller rats inside of it? Oh. Are they cute? You like them? He's not, they're not bad. Look at, they're kind of, they're heroes. They, they go, uh, they, you know what they do? What? They hunt for landmines. Oh. They sniff out landmines. Well, they are heroes. They're heroes. They are, they are heroes that can carry monkey pox. Well, everybody's got their strengths and weaknesses, sis. Hey, but listen, some of us are heroes that can carry all kinds of. Yeah. You know, I'm like, you know. Yeah. I'm a I'm a notary. Many of us got COVID in the last two years, and we can still be heroes. I'm a I'm a notary public, and I could probably still catch COVID. Uh, I haven't, but I could. I bet. So the, there were some of those in the shipment. There were some door mice. There were some rope squirrels. 
Uh, anyway, a bunch I'm of different. I'm not googling any more no. of these. I got okay. lucky with this big boy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not taking Just, this another spin. I, it should also be noted that Justin's fear of rodents is um, indirectly related to the size of the rodent. So the smaller yes, the rodent, you. the greater the fear. Right. Yes. Yes. The smallness of it is what freaks me out. Mm-hmm. If I like yesterday we saw who was that big boy. In our I yard, it's a groundhog. A groundhog is a rodent, right? Probably. I don't know. It's not an animal show. Well, that's just the zoo of us. Um, but like, he didn't scare me because he was a big boy. He just hung out in our backyard and ate clover. Ate clover. I Come think on, that's bud. All he was doing. No problem. Get yourself a snack. No big deal. Um, this is how West Virginia I am. I said, "Oh, let's eat dinner out on the porch so that we can watch the <laughs> groundhog eat clover." Oh. That's me. Uh, anyway, there, so there were some door mice, some rope squirrels. They were sent to different facilities, including um, some that were uh, put in a facility in Illinois with other small mammals, including some prairie dogs. So what they found is that some of these, like, pouch, giant pouched rats and door mice and whatnot had uh, already gotten monkeypox in Ghana. Mm-hmm. They'd been sent over to Texas and then spread to these other states um, and infected prairie dogs in these sort of housing facilities. And then the prairie dogs were sold as pets to people, and they got monkeypox from their prairie dogs. And they were pretty quick to, like, figure this out and then start. They did note, by the way, that most of the people who got sick actually had direct contact with the animals as opposed to contact with the people who had contact with the animals. That can happen. But for the most part, it was people who had, like, direct contact holding these animals, and especially if they had some sort of, like, break in the skin or something. Sure. So, like, they were able to see that it really, it, it required a lot of close contact to to get it from the rodent or from another person, whatever. Um, the, the response from the government was pretty quick. The CDC kind of led um, the USDA, the FDA, state health departments. They all worked together to, like, find all the people, all the pets, all the contacts of the people in the pets, um, test everybody, quarantine everybody. Um, They stopped allowing the import of these animals for a little while. Um, There was one family uh, who had gotten two of them for Mother's Day. It was like, I don't know. (laughs) An eccentric mom, it's fine. Uh, and of course they all quarantined and one of their, um, one of their prairie dogs was able to survive the monkey pox chuckles and stay, I guess, part of the family. That's nice. That's very nice. Chuckles lived to tell the story. Um, and then, uh, and they used the, um, smallpox vaccine they had available at the time to like vaccinate other people who had been exposed to stop the spread. It's like this ring vaccination sort of method. They use this to eradicate smallpox where you create a ring of immunity around an outbreak to stop it from spreading any further, mm-hmm. if you can kind of visualize what they yeah. were doing. So they did the same thing. About 30 people all in all received the vaccine. So not a ton of people had to get it. Um, there were a couple of cases in the U.S. back in 2021, actually, just last year. Uh, again, very clearly related to tra- related to travel. The current outbreak. So what is happening right now? Why are we talking about monkeypox? Because there have been clusters of cases outside the usual parts of the world where they occur. Um, 20 other countries so far that we know of, um, uh, between two and 300 cases somewhere in there, including Australia, multiple parts of Europe, the U.S., of course, Canada. In the U.S., there have been 10 cases in eight states. So California, Colorado, Florida, Massachusetts, New York, Utah, 
Virginia, Washington. Okay. That is where it is currently. And in each of those states, it's either one or two cases so far. Um, like I said, there are the two clades of monkeypox. One clade uh, being the Central African clade and one being the West African clade. The Central African clade is the one that is considered generally to be more severe and more transmissible. The ones we are seeing currently um, around the world are part of the West African clade, which we think probably doesn't have that 10% um, fatality rate, probably something lower than that. So less severe, less transmissible. That's a good thing. And... uh, why are we seeing them? We're still figuring that out, right? Like we're they're still in the middle of trying to investigate how is this happening? Why is this happening? Um, is it just some sort of bizarre one-off thing or, or what's going on? There probably was some travel at the beginning of this, right? Someone traveled somewhere, but we don't know. You know, sometimes with outbreaks, if it's a small enough number, we figure it out, right? Yeah, right. We figure out the index case. It's kind of wild that the people can do that. Yeah, who went from where to where to carry this. We don't know that answer. Um, but probably there was something like that that then has spread to household contacts and close contacts and things like that. There's a, been a lot of information publicized about the risk specifically to men who have sex with men. I don't know if you've seen that, that that, that is sort of uh, what – what they're reporting as a population where this is spreading currently, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, always concerning when you start to hear that sort of rhetoric, something that is being publicized as just a problem for the gay community. I think we have historically seen enough danger from that sort of thinking. Yeah, It is probably coincidental that that's where we saw it. It was just there were certain close contacts among these index cases, and they also happen to be, you know, men who have sex with men. Yeah. So I think it's important to remember that before that becomes part of the narrative because, again, we know how quickly that can become part of the narrative and be incredibly damaging to both the people who it's about, men who have sex with men, and everybody else who may be at risk who no longer thinks they are at risk because they're not part of that community. Um, The CDC recommendations for the public mention that specifically, again, um, which uh, what they say is that you should be concerned if you've traveled to a country where monkeypox cases have been reported. Although, man, that's such a wild thing to say because, like, the U.S. Yeah, like here? (laughs) Like the entire country of the United States of America? Yeah. It's a big country. I went to Cincinnati a few months ago. Does that count? (laughs) Uh, if you have contact with a person who has a similar rash or a diagnosis of monkeypox, of course, and um, if you're a man who has had close or intimate in-person contact with other men in the past month, including through an online website, digital application, app, or at a bar or party. <laughs> Thank you, CDC. Wait, is the CDC, <laughs> is the you, CDC, CDC. saying that, that dudes are catching monkeypox through Grinder? Is that what it's saying? I know that's not what they mean. I love the CDC. I know they're smarter than that. I know that's not what they mean, but that could probably be reworded. Also, no, you don't have no, to say digital no, application. You tell me what what it's they're trying loca- to say is if you are having anonymous 
sex with someone through a, through an app is what they're trying to address. Yeah, you meet people through they know you meet people through the app and then you have sex with the usual stuff, right? Like it's not uh, you're yes. not getting it from cybering, right? They understand this is, that. This is a this is a classic scientific problem in which like the people behind this know, yes they know, they're smart people, they're scientists. Communication isn't always the strong suit of the scientific community. But there's, I think I have being, said that many times on this show. This is why, I mean, I always say that I think you're the best science communicator on the planet, and I think that you've backed that up many times. I do have to say, it's not the highest bar. <laughs> like, do they not have a person who's like, y'all, this sounds like you are saying monkeypox is communicated through like Tinder or Grinder or whatever. You have to stop. eHarmony is going to sue us because <laughs> you are saying that this disease is communicated digitally. It's like a cyber virus. I it it is weird. It, oh, I got oh I me. I got is, cyber monkeypox. I think that it's this even worse. Uh, is unnecessary to mention because like I don't think we need to know like the meat cute that led to you guys doing it. Yeah, who needs right? it Like, we don't need like, the story. This doesn't apply to me. I met a guy through Grinder. Certainly that doesn't count. What do they mean? Oh, I, I, you need I to get included over there, it Sid. because I found it concerning. You got to get um, over there. To the CDC. <laughs> Just get, there's a direct flight. You can get one from Jaeger down to, the, to Atlanta. This is not me throwing the shade Co on the Coca -Cola CDC. Coca-Cola Museum. I, I am. This know, is what I'm doing you know over here I'm on a, this mic. I'm a defender of the CDC in many instances. Um, but this this probably could be reworked here, um, my, my science friends. There has been um, renewed government interest in purchasing smallpox vaccine. Recently, they deny adamantly that this has anything to do with the current monkeypox outbreak. <laughs> That this was already something that was, like, ongoing. Like, we were going to buy these smallpox vaccines anyway. And this is just, like, the deal is just closing now. And the timing's weird. We get it. But <laughs> um, they're not currently offering the vaccine to someone who's been exposed in the U.S., like, routinely. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's about to change um, as we see more cases, I would guess. They're already doing that in the U.K., I've read. But um, there's a thought that if you got the smallpox vaccine as a kid that that probably provides a little bit of protection limited protection not complete but you would still need like if we were going to vaccinate people it's a two-shot deal mm -hmm. if you got the smallpox vaccine as a kid you probably just need one now like a booster basically um, and this was anecdotally observed during the 2003 outbreak they tended to notice that younger patients had a little bit of a worse time with it um, and they thought it was because perhaps some of the older patients had gotten the smallpox vaccine as a kid. Like I said, it's a live attenuated virus, vaccinia virus, and it's called Geneos, in case you're interested in looking it up and reading about it. It was just approved for monkeypox in, like, 2019. Hmm. Um, U.S. officials are debating at this moment, like, should we, because people are getting sick, they're going to go to doctors and hospitals and they're going to expose staff there perhaps and you know you can wear your personal protective equipment and all that stuff but should those people get vaccinated mm. like the healthcare workers I think we're going to hear recommendations about this pretty quickly coming out because we didn't have any because we didn't have monkeypox here in this country a couple other issues which I have alluded to scientists and doctors in the parts of Africa where this exists have been trying to get people to pay attention to it for a long time and have been doing research on it without a lot of outside support or resources 
or interest or anything because it didn't affect them. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's very interested in monkeypox, which I can only imagine is incredibly frustrating for the doctors and scientists in Central and Western Africa who have been saying, yeah, thank you, um, who have actually said for a while, you know, like, there could be outbreaks of this. Like, I know that we're not seeing a ton of it right now, but all it would need was would be a little shift to become a little bit more transmissible. And, you know, it's even if it's not incredibly fatal, you do get very sick and... As we read with smallpox, the scarring that can be left behind by some of these rashes can be pretty, you know, in terms of just like sure. your 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 feelings about yourself and your body image and all those things can be pretty devastating. So um, there are a lot of there are a lot of African scientists who would say we should have been paying attention to this like a long time yeah. ago. It's frustrating. Some I, some of my favorite podcasters have recently been acting like this is a new thing that has just started happening. Uh, when when really me and some of my other conscientious podcasting friends have been saying like no this is this is uh, like not a new problem it's just you know we're finally paying attention because it's affecting us and I think I just think that's I just think that's really sad but I'm I'm you know I'm, I guess uh, it's just human nature I guess we can't we can't be too mad at people like that I guess um. or tweet at them or anything I think we can all agree on that it's a time to heal. Uh, what I would say about monkeypox is that we understand this virus a lot better than we did at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, mm. certainly, right? We didn't, we knew about coronaviruses, we knew about related coronaviruses, we didn't know what we were dealing with yet with COVID. You know, it, it just, it was brand new, it was novel, it's in the name. So this, this, we definitely have a little bit of an advantage in the sense that we already know about it. We have a vaccine. It is not as transmissible, certainly as COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a history of containing these outbreaks pretty quickly in the past. Um, there was a recent, like I saw, I thought I saw a very recent article that was released suggesting that if you're sick with monkeypox, which I can't imagine, like so few people are worldwide that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't have monkeypox. But um, there was a recommendation to stay away from your pets because that could be an issue if you do have like a like small rodent pets, and you give your monkeypox to your pet then your pet could give it to other pets or to other people. You know, we could, that could continue the outbreak. And that's always a problem with um, any sort of virus that can exist in both humans and animals. You've got multiple reservoirs to kind of trade it back and forth. Yeah. So um, that's been a recommendation. And uh, and again, because of surface transmission, that's, that's another issue with bedding and stuff like that. But all in all, if we act quickly... <laughs> And we are smart about it and do things that science has shown us and experience has shown us work, we can respond to this in a very um, responsible, helpful, humane way and not um, stigmatize any specific communities or um, allow, I don't know, fear over vaccines, quarantines, government overreach, whatever your particular flavor of concern is to um, get in the way of keeping people health and healthy and safe. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Thanks to taxpayers for the use of their song medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Hey, 
Uh, if you want to share the show, we would really appreciate it, especially when we're doing a topic that I think people could be a little bit more informed about. Um, this is, it's a great time to do it. So just, uh, you know, tweet about it, share it on Facebook, uh, rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. I know people always say that, but it would really help us out. And if you could do that, I think you'd be doing a little bit to help us, which is huge, obviously appreciate that, but also, you know, science education, that's important to you, uh, share the show. Appreciate it. Thanks to the Maximum Fun Network for having us as a part of their extended podcasting family. And thanks to you for listening. That's going to do it for us. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.